With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with Mike Palm and Mike Pritchard. Now here's your host, Timmy Abbefe, on VSIN, the sports betting network. It's a great day to be alive, and it's a great day to be a better. Welcome inside to the VEASAN studios here at the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. This is the Lombardi line going three wide once again, the triple option on a football Friday. Femi Abebefe alongside Mike Palm, the VP of operations here at the Circa Resort and Casino, and Mike Pritchard, our VEASAN NFL analyst, played nearly a decade in the National Football League, former first-round pick and a national champion with the Colorado Buffaloes in the early 90s. Gentlemen, how are we doing on this football Friday morning? Good, good. good. Excited for uh, Ohio State, Penn State tomorrow. I think that's going to be a heck of a game. I'm not sure. Um, you know, you have the history of Franklin in, in that game, which has just been so awful. Mm-hmm. And yet yeah. I actually think they might be the more talented side, at yeah. least mm-hmm. on the defensive side of the ball. So we'll see what happens. Obviously, a huge setup in the in the Big Ten and then the national title race. You know, this is the thing about a Big Ten game, mm-hmm. a show, a showcase yeah. game. It's like, is it going to live up to being a showcase game or is it going to turn into a Big Ten game? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, That's it's a good question. This one has all the billing, <laughs> right? I don't mean to knock this, the Big this, Ten. This, this or Oregon, Washington played, lived up. This is from a guy who played in the Big Eight. The Big Eight was exciting. What are you talking about? Uh, I mean, yeah, spicy yeah, with all those option offense. <laughs> sure, really, absolutely. Really exciting. National Which championship yeah, every yeah, year. Every, every, Oklahoma, every Nebraska, year. Colorado. It's like the SEC memoir. Sure, absolutely. But the Big Ten will put you to sleep sometimes. And I, I'm not anticipating that for this game. Let's hope, right? Not. Yeah. <laughs> Total's down to 45 and a half. So my, my uh, dad, my dad was a huge Bears fan, okay. right? And 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 it would, you know, they'd, they'd have like third and 18, and they'd run an end around with Dennis Gentry, and he'd go to that Big Ten football. They got to get out of that Big Ten mentality. Right, yeah. right, right, right. Well, the Big Ten football will be where all eyeballs are in college football yeah. tomorrow. We'll get down to that game and break it down. Uh, we have Zach Cohen, who will be joining us later on at 145 Eastern Time, 1045 Pacific. will help us analyze Ohio State, Penn State. Also analyze the Heisman market as we're now halfway through this season. You're looking at me. It's an interesting market, Mike Palm, where Mike, nah. Michael Penix has become the odds-on favorite. You, especially when market. you cornered the market like Femi or Well, we're He's trying to. Well, but I thought you had a bad beat. It was tough. No, no, Oregon was the better team. They were, they they were, were, by, they were by the far team. the better team. And they they're still not out of this. No. It depends not. what happens in other conferences. 
But if they run the table and beat Washington in the Pac-12 title, the they have a, I mm-hmm. think they have a good shot of being in the yep. playoffs. But yeah. they were definitely the better team on Saturday, I was I looking thought. at. I was telling our producer, Elliot Bowman, before yeah. the uh, the show started, I was looking at the live markets while the game was going uh-huh. on. And when Oregon had that drive, and if they would just gotten a couple first downs, they would have won the game. Bo Nix was actually the co-favorite with Michael mm. Penix. So it's like you go from being three to one co-favorite, which I'm sure he would have just assumed the favorite role had they won the game. And then they missed the field goal at the end as, as the game expired. I hated the third down <laughs> play call. Sudden, yeah. The third and yeah. two play call right. was really bad. Because yeah. if they make, right, two more first downs, they ran out the last seven minutes of the game to win it. They win yeah. the game. Uh-uh. They yeah. win the game. That, but that's that's how crazy these awards markets are. Now he's 20 to one. Go from potential yeah. favorite to now back to 20 to one. Well, would you back one. up that ticket? I mean, I know you already have a Bo Nix ticket. So here's the thing. Here's the scenario mm-hmm. on a neutral field which that Pac-12 championship game is here in Vegas mm-hmm. yep. um, and it's, it's going to be interesting if that is a rematch again because there's no more divisions uh, is it is it some value here would you not double down but would you look in investing on that ticket again well, no, it definitely crossed my mind I'm glad you asked me that I think right now is kind of a time to just chill based okay. on Washington's next two opponents they're big favorites tomorrow against Arizona State right. then they get Stanford the week after that it would be a stunner if they lost either of those games mm-hmm. so Penix is probably going to have big numbers let's maybe wait for Penix yeah. to drift out to maybe minus 200 after these next couple of weeks and then, then, then I think is when you attack and yeah. go ahead and bet into this thing once they start playing tougher opponents you probably can still get close to 20 to 1 on Bo Nix heading into its potential pack 12 title yeah, remake. It, won't, it won't be much lower than yeah, that. I mean, yeah. you could wait to make sure they don't stumble again. Obviously, yep. they have USC on the card. At Utah in a couple weeks. Well, I mentioned that Femi cornered the market. Like, how many oh, Heisman no, Trophy it's like long shots. <laughs> tickets do you have? <laughs> Come on. Come on. Let's not do that. Let's not do that on this ride. <laughs> I'm curious. I have three bets. I have three bets. I have three. Okay. I have three. So it sounded like you had a lot more. No. Well, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just invested heavily. He considers. Heavily. Every week okay. he considers. Right. We consider. right. you, you never know. Okay. Uh, we, have, we have the Bo Nicks at 30 to yep. 1. We bet Jaden Daniels 30 to 1 before the Ole Miss loss. I mean, his numbers are ridiculous. Just won that game. Yeah. Uh, and then after Red River, I bet some Dylan Gabriel okay. 12 to 1. Okay. Because I think Dylan Gabriel actually has a pretty good chance too with Oklahoma potentially going undefeated. And hey, Oklahoma's known for pushing out Heisman yeah. Trophy winners. So why not another? Uh, <laughs> that's where we sit right now in the Heisman. But we'll get into that a little bit later. Let's talk about what we saw last night. Thursday night football. Jacksonville Jaguars as two and a half point underdogs beat the New Orleans Saints 31-24. Game flies over the total, which is actually surprising. Saints have been 6-0 to the under up until this game here. 13 uh, in a row. When you go back to last year, unders in Saints games. Wow. 13 in a row. That's, wow. that's crazy. Yeah. Well, this one went over uh, at 31-24. to And I have thoughts on this game, but I'm curious to get your guys' thoughts first. Uh, what was kind of your main takeaways with Jacksonville now uh, improving to 5-2? and two? Uh, if I'm a Saints better or a Saints backer, I hate Derek Carr's body language. Mm-hmm. I hate his effect. That's my takeaway from the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, did Olavi break off the route too soon? He threw the ball 12 yards out of bounds. <laughs> right. How can he come back and blame Olavi? Mm-hmm. And then, like, every coaching decision, if they're going to punt, if they're going to kick, he's, like, yelling his face. Like, uh, to me, there's no accountability mm-hmm. for himself in his head. Uh, I know Moreau's supposed to catch the ball, mm-hmm. but every time he held the ball was unsuccessful for them. The right. only times they were successful when they got it out quick. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, you know, and there's so much to take away from this yeah. game. <laughs> I think for betters, if you listen to the broadcast, you can get some tips. Herb Street was crushing Derek Carr, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, in the red zone in particular. And that's Derek Carr's downfall. He doesn't want to let it rip. He doesn't see the quicker windows. He doesn't anticipate and Herb Street kept highlighting that. And in production meetings, that's what they focus on. Like, look, this is the information we're getting from coaches. This is the information we're getting from everybody. 
and this is what we're focusing on. So if you can file that stuff away about particular players or the information you can get from a broadcasting crew that has those production meetings, that can play out for you in a big way. It pays dividends for me, certainly. Mm -hmm. But Derek Carr has never been a red zone guy. We knew that. Mm -hmm. Um, I I thought Jacksonville, when you look at their roster, Peterson is, and, and that roster is underachieving. When you look at ATN, you look at Lawrence, you look at Ingram, you look at uh, Kirk, you look at uh, all these guys, Ridley. I mean, yeah. they should be, and they are lighting up the scoreboard. They're almost averaging 30 points a game in the last three games, last four games, right? And they're on a four-game winning streak. And they didn't even play their best game last night. Can I, can I stop you and, sure. just, and, and ask a question? They're quietly 5-2. and two. Mm-hmm. They lead their division. They won a playoff game and were a 97 yard Chad Henney drive away from being in the AFC championship game. <laughs> right. How much are they underachieving? Well, <laughs> in, in turn, well, okay, to your point. Yeah, they could have been there. Maybe they're not underachieving, but they didn't look like they should. They should have. They should have blew the doors off of New Orleans last night, right? Well, the game's twenty-four nine or whatever. Right. I, I could have never conceived New Orleans would get that game tied. Exactly. Exactly. So I guess that's where I have the yeah, impression of yeah. underachieving. Like just put them away. Just step on their throat. Whatever. But you know, and I'm scared. I'm nervous for them because I think they got a great, great roster. They're young enough too. But it's like, are they going to be developed enough to be there at the end? Uh, or are they going to be inconsistent? Ryan Fitzpatrick, sorry, Femi. Ryan Fitzpatrick go. on the pregame show said, Trevor Lawrence is a 15 through 18 quarterback in the, in the league, and he should be a top 10. Do you mm-hmm. agree with that? Hmm. I think he can be. But do you think he's a 15 through 18 oh, guy right now? Well, he could. He should he's a, be mid, a mid-level he, quarterback? Yeah. I would, but yeah, I would yeah. say like a 10 to 14. Yeah, I think that's a little yeah. low. He's I, a mid-level guy, but yeah. he could be in the top 10. And that's what yeah. I, I guess that <laughs> goes back to my underachieving yeah. uh, aspect of it. Because you look around him and all the talent they have and what they were doing, uh, it, it's like Peterson in the scheme. But you get to a matchup situation, okay, Christian Kirk, boom, touchdown. Uh, you know, uh, Trevor Lawrence being able to run the ball. I know he had the knee injury, but the guy is a tough player. Um, it's just like this offense is being held back, and then defensively, uh, they are improving. But that's the that's the makeup of this team that has a lot of people excited is that they're young enough and they can improve far enough to really be there at the end if they're not held back, though. Yeah, no, I think it's the Lawrence conversation is really interesting. Last night, he was 20 of 29, 204 yards and a touchdown. And all offseason, I feel like the term that I've been using, the phrase I've used to describe Trevor Lawrence is that I think we're filling in the blanks mm-hmm. because Trevor Lawrence has a lot of pedigree, big time recruit out of high school, won a national title at Clemson, number one overall pick. The expectation is that he's going to join the Mahomeses, the Burroughs, the Allens, uh, all those guys as like an upper echelon quarterback, but he's just not there yet, yeah. even just from the eye test of watching mm-hmm. it. But I do pretty want to get back to the New Orleans side of things yeah. and the point of Chris Olave and Derek Carr. As a wide receiver, you've been a wide receiver. You've played with great quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. You've played with guys that aren't as heralded. Mm-hmm. When the quarterback seems to be kind of showing you up like that, especially on national TV, what's that like for a wide receiver? Like, Can this relationship with Olave and Carr, can the chemistry develop or are they already off to kind of a bad start? Because last night was a really, really eye-opening kind of deal there with Olave and Carr. Yeah, the no, no, Femi, it, it, it's off to a bad start. I don't know how they repair it. I mean, Derek Carr is a temporary, he's a stopgap anyway. 
Alave uh, is going to be there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Alave knows that, right? Uh, Bobby Hebert came out strongly uh, against this offense. And Bobby Hebert is a legend. He's the Hall of Famer with the, the Saints, uh, for one of my former quarterbacks. And he came out strongly uh, against Derek Carr and certainly against this offense. Uh, and I think the broadcast even alluded to it. There's going to have to be some changes being made uh, with this offense and what they're doing. I've been a New Orleans better for the last two years. and I learned my lesson mm. uh, because they, they are a team that will underachieve and they'll break your heart and, and hurt your, your bankroll too. So I say away from them. I bet against them. Uh, if anything on that game last night, I would have been on uh, Jacksonville. But no, I, you, cannot, you cannot fake injuries, Femi. And then show up your wide receiver at the same time. You can't do that if you're Derek Carr. You're synthetic. You're plastic. You're fake. Right? And it mm. comes across that way. The groin injury magically healed. Oh, my goodness. Time. Right? <laughs> I, I know. You pull that thing. You know when you pull a groin injury. You don't just reach down. And, oh, wait a minute. What's going on? No. <laughs> Funny how that worked last yeah. night. Uh, yeah, I, The Saints, they had me on yesterday on Beast in primetime. And we were talking about the game. And I had, I had no bet in the game. But I said... As a favorite, I would not be putting my hard-earned dollars on Dennis Allen and Derek Carr. I just can't do it, especially when the other side has a competent head coach and a competent quarterback. And it ended up playing out that way. Like, I just don't think the Saints are a team that you want to be backing in a favorite role. And uh, they now are three and four. We'll talk more about this game and also get you some of the news and notes from around the league today. This is the Lombardi Line here on the VCNB Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events... You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This is the Lombardi Line with Mike Palm and Mike Pritchard. Now here is your host, Timmy Abbafe, on VSIN, the sports betting network. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today and get a daily email recapping all the best bets from our show hosts and guests. You'll also get unlimited access to our VEASAN.com slash picks page, sort picks by sport, matchup, event date, and more. Check the top VEASAN experts leaderboard to view betting records, profit, and ROI and see which VEASAN expert has the hot hand. For VEASAN Pro picks, betting splits, power ratings, plus 24-7 video access, become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today. Sign up today for only $19 for your first month at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. 
Welcome back. This is the Lombardi Line hanging out with you guys from the Circa Resort and Casino. Femi Abebefe, Mike Paul, Mike Pritchard here breaking things down. We will get to the NFL news and notes shortly, but I do want to ask you guys one last question here on the Jacksonville Jaguars coming off their 31-24 victory last night on Thursday Night Football. We do have this note in the rundown. Most wins since week 12 of last season. 49ers are number one with 12 victories, but tied at second, the defending Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs and these very Jacksonville Jaguars. What do you guys need to see going forward before you kind of put Jacksonville in the kind of contending category in the AFC? Well, I need to look at their schedule because I need to see them beat a good team, right? They struggled at home. They couldn't score against Kansas City. That's a game at home in perfect weather early mm-hmm. in the year. Um, can, can they go and win in, in you know, at a, at a Baltimore, at a Cleveland, um, at a Cincinnati? Can they go and win and, and be a legitimate threat to win two or three games and get to a Super Bowl in the playoffs? I need to see that, to Pritch's point, could be consistent offensively for 60 minutes, right. play a whole game. Um, but, you know, they've got the tools. What did they win? Seven out of eight to make the playoffs last mm-hmm, year yeah. and then had that big comeback against the Chargers and played well. They play tight games against Kansas yeah. City. They, 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 don't, they haven't gotten over the hump. But that's probably what I'd need to see because I think while they're good and at five and two, I still think there's probably three teams in the AFC North better than them. Right. And it, and it comes down to pedigree, I think, or experience that standpoint. And, and you know, I, I think from a young team standpoint, uh, if Jacksonville has the confidence, can they keep winning? Can they keep playing at an elite level? I think so. Uh, it, it's just the inconsistency of that, right? And um, there, there's so much to love about this roster. Uh, and you could put this roster up against a lot of other teams that are contenders. Uh, it's just the nature of the youth on the team uh, and the lack of pedigree. And, and can they... Can they win those tight games when when the pressure is on? I, I guess and pressure changes everything really. And uh, you 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 have this gauntlet of Pittsburgh, San Francisco. Um, I'll throw in Houston, who's improved too. Mm-hmm. Then Cincinnati, Cleveland, Baltimore. You have to be mentally ready for that. Not the talent and the physical uh, prowess that they have right now. You have to be mentally ready uh, to to make that run. So th- that's the biggest question I have about Jacksonville right now. Looking at that schedule, and Perch, I'm glad you listed off those teams there because that is not easy. Mm -mm. Now, a lot of those games Mm -hmm. they will get at home. They get the Niners at home. They get the Bengals at home. But next week, on the road at Pittsburgh, on the road at Houston, November Mm -hmm. 26th, and on the road at Cleveland, then you get Baltimore at home in week 15. Their adjusted season win total is sitting at 10.5. I bet under 10.5 this summer, and I'm honestly considering going back to the well and betting some more because based on what I've seen through seven games, I don't think that that's a team that's going to go out and maybe win three or four of those games with the upcoming opponents that they have. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I mean, there, there's, we think Miami could be an elite team, but we really don't know. <laughs> right. I mean, mm-hmm. they, they lost to Buffalo. They could lose to the Eagles and then, okay, what are we going to say about Miami? So who's the elite teams in the AFC? Uh, there isn't any. Really. Well, you, ha- you don't, you have to say the defending Super Bowl champ is an elite team, you know, but they're sputtering though. And winning. And they're winning, though, winning. in spite of that. And you're winning. right. You're right. It's a one-point loss sure. to a Detroit team that's been very impressive. Mm-hmm. And, you with know, no Travis Kelsey. With no Travis Kelsey. Yeah. And, um, 
you know, Tony gave that game away with the drops and the drop pick six. <laughs> yeah, right? I mean, he, he really did. did. Yeah, he did. Right. So right. They, they just continue to win. They're not as explosive offensively. Mm-hmm. They've been impressive defensively. I mean, I think you have to list them as the number one team in the AFC. Right. Well, now. yeah, they're defending champions. I mean, I'll go as far as that. But, you know, I, I think everybody's <laughs> ready to semantics go. Lesson. I know, semantics. Sorry. You're on Friday. But the thing about <laughs> it, though, is Miami is what everybody wants to talk about. And this mm-hmm. offense and the genius of Mike McDaniel and all this stuff, right? <laughs> but it, it, they're not mentioning, nobody's mentioning Kansas City. Kansas City's just prodding along. Uh, and, and they are winning. But are they going to get home field advantage? I'm curious on your thoughts on that. Mm. Well, who, wh- what division games are they going to lose? The Chargers aren't going to, to me, put okay. up much. They're going to sweep Denver. They're yeah. probably going to sweep the Raiders, mm-hmm. right? So in division, I don't see them having any blemishes. Um Maybe only Miami, I think, would, would be the other choice for who would have home field in the AFC. We'll see those two teams play in a few weeks right. over in Germany. Neutral site game, which, I mean, <laughs> shout out to that one, 6.30 <laughs> on the West Coast time. But I think that game is going to go a long way in deciding who gets that one seed. I yeah. mean, we, we haven't talked about Buffalo. Buffalo lost to Jacksonville in London Buffalo. a couple weeks ago. Buffalo's already beaten Miami. Buffalo should have lost to the Giants they on Sunday night. But, the but from, they a, from, from a tiebreaker <laughs> right. standpoint, though, yeah, they've already yeah, beaten right. the Miami Dolphins. Like, like mm-hmm. I, we've talked all this Miami stuff, but there's no guarantee they even win their own division. Yeah. So, no, there's not. So there's not. We shall see what happens. We'll get into that game Sunday Night Football. That's the one I'm really excited for. But let's get to some of these news and notes. The first one, though, out of Cleveland, Deshaun Watson is reportedly questionable with the right shoulder injury. He's practiced yesterday and today actually being able to throw the football around. James Palmer, NFL Network, able to report that news there. So the line now is back up to three. We saw that movement come in yesterday. Uh, Now I'm seeing even some three minus 120 in the market as uh, Cleveland's appearing to get bet here on the road against the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah, uh, I mean, at some point they're going to have to start winning games to make the playoffs. They can't they can't screw around too much. And I think him being at practice is an indicator he's going to play in this game. Um, Indianapolis, which the season looks so promising with Richardson getting off to that yeah, start now, you know they got they got the blo- doors blown off them in Jacksonville uh, last weekend. So um, Cleveland comes into this game off high with momentum with their quarterback back. Uh, three is probably the right number here. Yeah, I think so. I mean, everything is going to factor into the quarterback, but I'm looking at the makeup of Cleveland right now. Offensive lines banged up. Uh, is it uh, Betonio? Yep. Uh, he's banged up with a knee. Uh, they always already lost Conklin. It's like the identity of the team is kind of changing a little bit offensively. Now, defensively, they're going to get after that, but mm-hmm. uh, against the Colts and Minshew. Uh, and so you wonder if Gus Bradley on the other side has anything to help out uh, the Colts at home against Cleveland in office. Again, offensively, Cleveland's changed. I think Stefanski is up against it from the, in that regard, but maybe they can score uh, defensively or certainly limit uh, opportunities for the Colts. I just think they can still run the ball. I, yeah. I know the offensive line, and I know you lose your probably the best back in the game. I think they can still. They were able to run the ball against San Francisco enough to mm-hmm. keep their defense off the field. Yeah, That's the whole key for them. They can't play 32 <clears throat> minutes of defense and win. Do we think this number goes to three and a half? Because we're seeing three minus 120 here at circuits, three minus 115. So even the juice is leaning towards Cleveland. Once Watson is confirmed in right now sitting at questionable, do we actually get a little bit more of a tick in favor of the Browns? I mean, this is if you want to bet the Browns, this is DraftKings at 110 that three is now. Yeah. 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 I feel like if you go go and bet it at DK if you want to bet Cleveland, because I think that there's a chance that maybe this closes three and a half. 
just based on so much Browns love. And it feels like these teams, like the Cleveland's defense is sort of the team of the week. Last week, it was the 49ers out for their win against the Dallas Cowboys. A week prior, it was Buffalo heading overseas to London. They lose the game. It's just, it feels like kind of when we crown these teams, sometimes they get into a little bit of pitfalls. Mm -hmm. Curious to see how Cleveland handles this game at Indy, where I'm sure nobody is really itching to to back Gardner Minshew. Well, Uh, the thing about Gardner, though, guys, is like, is he is he consistently bad or is he just inconsistent? So in other words, mm. uh, mom spaghetti last week, right? The guy was horrible. <laughs> is he going to be horrible again or is he the type of quarterback that gives you more the next time out? Like to me, he's been that type of quarterback where, yeah, he's oh, my God, I, I, that's why he's a backup. But then mm. all of a sudden you're like, well, why isn't he a starter now when he has a performance? And it feels like he's more consistent in that regard. Now, again, against Cleveland defense he's probably going to look like he did last week. I I think that would be the perception, right? But with a running game, and they got a great offensive line too themselves when they play well. Um, It it gets interesting to me in terms of taking the points or even looking at some teaser situations here. Yeah, it certainly interests me as well, uh, the Indianapolis Colts. but And I think also in the analysis of this game, Cleveland's defense is elite. Mm-hmm. Indianapolis's defense is pretty good as right, well. Right. And Indianapolis defense kind of got done wrong last week. Minshew put them in bad spots with the four mm-hmm. turnovers oh my God. and all that stuff. But if you look at some of Jacksonville's offensive numbers from last week's game, they weren't that great. Right. And I think that was one of the reasons why we saw the Jags get bet against last night, but they went ahead and took care of business. A uh, minute left real quick here. The game in the Windy City, mm-hmm. we have two backup <laughs> quarterbacks. We have uh, Justin Fields already been ruled out. Jimmy Garoppolo ruled out as well, which means we will either get for the Raiders, Aiden O'Connell or Brian Hoyer against Tyson Bajent for the Chicago Bears. Any interest of you with this game? Raiders right now, two and a half point favorites total down to 37 and a half. Go ahead, Pritch. Oh, they're two and a half point favorites. <laughs> and the guy over the quarterback in Chicago, nobody knows. And Chicago is not a good team. Um, I mean, it's an early start for the Raiders. Enough said. I, I'm staying away from this game. I don't yeah. know anything about that quarterback. For yeah. the Bear. I know he came in it's in really- the fourth quarter against the Vikings and actually they had a drive where they had a shot to tie the game, and then they, I don't know why they threw the ball deep there. But <laughs> right, it's, right. It's, really, I mean, they were they were moving the ball down. <laughs> the genius of Luke Getzey. Uh, <laughs> but what I know about Bajen is that he was really productive at Division II Shepherd. Is what is what at least his where box is Shepherd? Yeah, I was about to say, where, where is, is Shepherd? I, I have no clue where Shepherd is. <laughs> Tweet at us and let us know where where Shepherd is because uh, n- not really sure. Virginia apparently is uh, is is what our producer Elliot Bowman is telling us. We'll be back to talk a little college football on the other side. <laughs> This is the Lombardi Line with Mike Palm and Mike Pritchard. Now here is your host, Timmy Abbefe, on VSN, the sports betting network. Don't forget on DraftKings Sportsbook, this season, new customers can bet $5 and pocket $200 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, all customers can get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. Download the app and use the promo code VSN when you sign up. DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours. Welcome back. This is the Lombardi Line hanging out with you guys on the DraftKings Network. Femi Abebefe, Mike Palm, Mike Pritchard here on this football Friday. doing a little triple option, which has been a lot of fun so far through the show. If you miss any portion of our show, including our interview with Zach Cohen, VEASAN betting analyst, check out all his work at VEASAN.com. Make sure that you check out Lombardi Line in podcast form. You subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcast. You can check all of it out in on demand. But, uh, I was thinking during the break here is that Pritch, you brought up a good point about this Atlanta Falcons side being a great teaser leg this Sunday. And how about maybe we do like a Mike Pritchard syndicate teasers, <laughs> Seahawks Falcons well, as a potential teaser. Get Seattle down to one yeah. and a half. You can tease the Falcons up to plus eight and a half. I mean, 
That sounds Broncos good. too. Um, you get, maybe, maybe do a three-leg teaser. So last <laughs> year and the year before, Broncos. my former team teaser was pretty darn good, Femi. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm trying to remember. I, I, I think the first year it was three and one. Um, and then last year I did well with it too. But this year has kind of been different because, mm-hmm. you know, finding situations where all three teams uh, are comfortable from a teaser standpoint has been has not been easy. Uh, but this could be a week to kind of dust that bad boy off, though, because mm. Seattle, I mean, that, there's nothing wrong with teasing them down. Um, and then Denver uh, against uh, a team in Green Bay that's trying to find themselves. Now, Denver is horrible. <laughs> and so I'm taking a chance there, um, you know. And, and so, yeah, and then you got Atlanta. You know, I, I, I think Tampa is scrappy, but Atlanta is good enough. They, it, I mean, for, for certainly from a teaser standpoint, yeah. uh, it's attractive. Yeah, I'm like, how does Tampa win this by double digits? I mean, I guess the game could land nine mm-hmm. and you lose that teaser like yeah. but It feels like this is going to be a one possession game, whichever yeah. team wins it. So getting those eight and a half points in a total with 37, those are valuable points to go ahead. Might have just talked me into a former team teaser. I'm just saying. You teach the Broncos too? <laughs> Come on. I, I can't get there with Denver. Yeah, 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 let's just keep, let's just keep it to the, to the birds. We'll just keep it to the birds. Keep it to, of, the birds. Of, to the Falcons yeah. and the Seahawks. Yeah. I think that's a solid teaser leg. But the reason why I did it, too, was because, obviously, the plus 160 yeah. uh, with the three leg. Uh, that's true. But, um, no, nah, yeah, yeah, Denver is kind of a deterrent at this point. <laughs> uh, speaking of Pritch, though, uh, I think you were you might be the only person that's employed at Visa and that's still alive and survivor. No, I mean, I, I really? Mitch and Paul. I, oh, Mitch, oh, oh, Mitch and yeah. Paul? Oh, okay. Mitch and Paul I think they both alive. have two. Okay. Two, How about two that? entries, though. Yeah. But they so, started with more than, so, than oh, one, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> started with more, but they're down to two. They're so, still in it, though. So there's 10 people that still have their original 10 entries left, wow. too. Damn. Out of the 1,800. Oh. Wow. If you go through the chart, you can figure that them. out. Yeah, that's good for them. Yeah. Yeah. What, what are the entries worth now at this point? Do we have the, the facts and figures on that? Well, it'd be like 5,200, maybe 50, okay. something like I that. I saw that. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, well Pritch, week, week seven's here. Yeah. What are you thinking? Well, I mean, obviously it's Seattle. I mean, it's not, you're not hiding anything at this point. You're starting to map it out, though. Uh, and there was discussion because I am with the partner. And so it's like, okay. Detroit is going to be the play. You know that already. We know that kind of thing uh, for Thanksgiving. But mm. um, it, it's trying to survive, though, right? And uh, so mapping it out right now is, is becoming difficult because you're starting to look at next week. Have you used the Dolphins? Um, uh, yeah, we have. I mean, the reason why we're still in it. It's <laughs> because like, <laughs> you use the Dolphins? <laughs> Washington, Buffalo, Kansas City, San Francisco, Miami, Rams, uh, and perhaps Seattle here coming up. Okay. All right. So any discussion of getting frisky and rolling the dice or is it just kind of still try to hit fairways and, and go about it? that Well, way? with one entry. Yeah, that's getting frisky is probably out the out the thought process. Mm. Have you used the Chargers yet? No. Right. No, so next no. week you can yeah. use the Chargers on the Sunday night game against the Bears. Starting to right? map it out. Yeah. yeah. Starting to map it out. Yeah. Fade Tyson Bajent. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, the fields could be. Is, well, how long is he out? Do we know with the I, thumb? I don't think we know, but I mean, they ruled him out pretty early yeah. this week. Yeah. So I don't it's know if things are going well. It's dislocated, so there yeah. could be some torn ligaments. He could be out for a while. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, they think grip strength is mm-hmm. the issue right, right. now there, for, which if you're a quarterback, it feels like you'd need to grip the football. But who am I? I'm not an expert. Have you used the Browns yet? No. So, was, and then the following week, Cardinals yeah. at Browns. I mean, I'm just trying to look at yeah. Pritch's path to get to Thanksgiving. Yeah. No, right? there's a path. Right? There's yeah. a path mapping it out. Here's a path. Can we make a graphic? Pritch's 
<laughs> they make some sort of graphic for this. Yeah, no. From Rancho High School to Vista. Chris just passed. Northtown to the top. Shout out to it. Moving on up. Let them know. Let them know. Well, Sometimes you got to let them know. I, I was actually, it's funny that you mentioned the Browns. I was going to ask you if you wanted to use the Browns on Sunday against the Colts oh. and roll the dice. That that might be in the, in the discussion. That's interesting. But yeah. For people that have multiple entries, mm-hmm. you put some on Seattle, yeah. the obvious choice, and some somewhere else and hope Seattle loses. Yeah. And and the field gets right. drastically shrug down, right? Right. And <laughs> having, you know, the contest show last year, it's like okay. we saw that play out. Like how many people had all these entries and the thought process of what do you do with all these entries, right? And mm-hmm. uh, do you get frisky at times? Do you take a chance? When do you deviate from, from the perceived crowd, right? Uh, and so... Uh, I, I tend to agree with Mike here in terms of there's going to be a lot of people at the end, unlike last year. Last year, I thought there was going to be one person to take it all, to be honest with you. I was, well, it was ended up two. It was close. I was I wanted to see it. Right. And and so, um, yeah, I, I think there's going to be a bulk of people that that probably map things out. And because scoring is tight, because the NFL is it is unpredictable, but then it really isn't at times, I think. And so um, we, we could see a number of people there uh, towards the end. It just feels like we have so many bad teams to where like you can pick on a lot of these teams mm-hmm. and not feel like you're ever backed into a corner one week. Now, maybe this week you feel like you're, you're kind of backed into the Seattle corner uh, among other people here. But I mean, down the road, I'm like, I just feel like there's going to be even bigger point spreads once we realize post trade deadline what some of these teams intentions are for the rest of the season. Like it wouldn't shock me if we start regularly seeing double digit point spreads to where it's like, all right, well, this team, we clearly know they're, they're not incentivized to win the football. game. Right. One of the things I, I'm conscious of, though, Femi, is like. I mean, the market might say, or, or or the point spread might be this, but our team's improving though. Yeah. Right. And, and our team's starting to turn the corner and start to play, uh, and the market just hasn't caught up with that. I mean, that that I think we saw the carnage from that last year. Mm-hmm. Carolina could be one of those teams to get a new play caller. Frank Wright giving up play calls. Maybe the Panthers. <laughs> it's funny to say out loud because they're zero six. Maybe they turn the corner post bye week right now, uh, sitting on the on the bye, so it's, they can't lose this. It's week. tough to straight fade him. I mean, in a couple weeks, Houston at Carolina. The look ahead there's three. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a pretty thin number. Then they play the Bears on a Thursday night. I mean, that's your one shot to use the Bears. Maybe if Fields is back, <laughs> I don't. Dice. I don't know, but I just. I. I think if you can get to Thanksgiving, yeah, that's going to be like a demarcation yeah. point to get to Thanksgiving, right. and that's what you have to focus on right now. We're rooting and, for you. Okay, we're knocking on wood. Hopefully, hopefully Seattle goes and, and takes care of business on Sunday. Because if they do not, uh, I'm oh, not sure no. how many people are going to be left in, in Circus Survivor right, right. Uh, after week number seven. Uh, let's go to the Meadowlands, though, while we have a little bit of time here. The Washington oh. Commanders are oh. two and a half point favorites. <laughs> the total sitting at 37 and a half. Another game where wind could be a problem uh, over there in the Meadowlands. I have a bet in this game. I laid two and a half yeah. with Washington. I just, I, I can't get it there with the Giants whatsoever, even though that you don't really want to back Sam Howell as a road favorite. Well, he, they he backed him as a road dog last week, and he won the game. <laughs> he did win the game. Quietly, he's having a decent year. Not bad. Right? I yeah. mean, we haven't First talked. First time starter. We haven't really talked about it, but, right? He's been more competent mm-hmm. than a lot of these guys. Mm-hmm. He's been getting and, killed back there. Yeah, and he's got, he, he can run a little bit, you know. He yeah. has to run to, for his life, but <laughs> but he can run the ball a little bit too here. What, what do you make of this Giants team? I mean, 
they they had like the perfect formula to go in there and beat Buffalo and just didn't get it done right. at the one yard line to end both halves. Um, Terod survived the whole game. Mm -hmm. I mean, that he was did. a concern, right? Would he get knocked out as well? My concern. So, yeah, I like the commanders here in this spot too. <laughs> and I think we're going to see Terod Taylor once again there. Daniel Jones limited in practice, but Brian Dayball did not say that he was cleared for contact. Uh, behind that offensive line, I think you'd need to be cleared for contact to go ahead and play a football game. So it's Can I give like you guys something to think about, though? Okay. Jack Del Rio. Mm. As a defense coordinator. <laughs> Your sworn enemy. I mean, they're 29th of 32 teams in points allowed right now with that personnel. This is, this is again, know, your, know your audience. Know, I mean. Divisional game. You've, you've got, you're protecting the enemy by blaming no, Del Rio no, for everything. I'm, I'm I, mean, not, they, they, I was down on Del Rio before <laughs> Eric even got Here there. We go. Here yeah. we go. Now, as what are you chopping wood? Well, you were chopping the wood. As, they, assist, they, as assistant yeah, head coach, yeah. Ron Rivera getting fired? Sure, why not? <laughs> but, but, but Del Rio wouldn't be there though. But Del Rio has been horrible prior to Eric, he's going to be horrible after. But, but can the Giants take advantage of it? Atlanta I'm couldn't really take advantage of it last only, week, right? It's only, right. It's yeah, only well, two and a half. Yeah. And, and the thing about yeah. it is, you know, if is Daniel Jones, you guys for sure he's not going to play. I'm not. He hasn't been cleared for contact, okay. so I would. It leans like limited. He's not okay. Play. I mean, with the neck, you're going to be cautious. I would start Tyrod Taylor. Sure. Tyrod. Sure. Tyrod. Yeah. No, I would. <laughs> yeah. No, you're I right. I think he gives you a better chance to win. Probably. Probably. But uh -huh. I, I just. Giving up that many points defensively, I think any team's in the game. Mm. Hopefully they're not, because I bet the commanders. We'll wrap up the show <laughs> on the other side. It's the Lombardi line on the DraftKings Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare this is it we've got an amex platinum pro on our hands ladies and gentlemen we haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the centurion lounge is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This is the Lombardi Line with Mike Palm and Mike Pritchard. Now here is your host, Timmy Abbafei, on VSN, the sports betting network. 
before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vcin.com to check the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and bets are moving every game? The betting splits page is updated with DraftKings odds every five minutes so you can see changes in all the action. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets or where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits are another way. VEASAN is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at vcin.com. It's the final segment of the Lombardi line here on the DraftKings Network. Femi Abebefe, Mike Paul, Mike Pritchard. It's been a lot of fun here on this triple option Friday uh, on VCB Sports Betting Network. Thank you once again to Zach Cohen, who joined us in the first hour. Check out all of Zach's work on Twitter at Betting on X. And then you can find him at VEASAN.com, where he is a betting analyst here for us at VEASAN. Writes terrific work in college football. Uh, speaking of which, here with college football coming up tomorrow, uh, we haven't really broken down the Penn State-Ohio State game. We got Zach's thoughts on it, I should say, earlier in hour number one. But what do you guys think happens in Columbus right now? The Buckeyes, four and a half point favorites, total at 45 and a half. I buy the under, uh, Femi. I mean, it's number one versus number two yards per play allowed these two defenses, yeah. right? And mm-hmm. um, I think this game is going to be more like Notre Dame, Ohio State, mm. uh, which had a total of 31 points scored. Penn State's toughest opponent opponent was Iowa, and it was only one team that scored, but that was 31 points scored. You're looking at a total around 45 and a half, 46. I played it under, not as big as I played Tennessee, Alabama under. I could see you making arguments for both teams. Yeah. I, it's hard for me to take Penn State, though, because of Franklin's history. Mm. When you say history, you meaning just... What, his history... Against top ten teams yeah. on the road, he never won. Mm-hmm. He's one and seven or one and eight against Ohio State. He just he's great covering against all these, these weaker opponents. He covers as a favorite, but he has it. And they've blown leads consistently. Remember, they go into the fourth quarter. They had a ten point lead, a seven point lead, and they just fall apart against Ohio State. Now, I'm not particularly impressed with Ohio State. Yeah. I'm not sure that Penn State doesn't have the more talented team. I'm not sure they don't have the better quarterback. Yeah, I mean, I, I know from an offensive standpoint, Penn State wanted to evolve, yep. and they have, right? Uh, and they are talented, very talented. And I, I, that's why I asked you about Franklin, because I was curious about your thoughts on that. Because uh, Day, on the other side, too, uh, has been underwhelming at times. Mm-hmm. Very much so. <laughs> and it's like, okay, this is a big game for these kids. And, you know, Ohio State having big games on their schedule each and every year. Like, you know which ones they are, right? Penn State, it's like each and every game now is becoming bigger and bigger because they're ranked to where they are and uh, the prospects of getting to the playoff and all that. I think Penn State gets up for this one. Mm. I really do. Uh, and now... I understand what you're saying about Franklin, but um, they have evolved offensively, um, and, and I, I think they get up for this big game. I don't like the fact that Ohio State has not been effective running the ball. This is the worst rush yeah. offense they've had in yeah. like 15 years, right, in terms of the statistics of it. So, you know, maybe it's a first-half bet on Penn State. Maybe mm. they, that, that's yeah. what you look at. Yeah, I don't think I could ever bet the side in this game because I, I hate both coaches. Mm-hmm. Like, like, not like personally. I don't they know hate Ryan Day. I don't know. I think he's a fraud. Really? I think he's a fraud. His teams don't get up for the, like when they play like like talent like teams that uh-huh. are similar to them. He always underwhelms. Other than like what Georgia, the game last year was the only time that when the whole world thought that they were going to get blown out because they got their tails kicked against Michigan. Like I don't think his teams are ever ready in these situations. And I look at him as the number one reason why. Like like when they see bad teams, yeah, Ohio State's going to look good because yeah. the scarlet letter and all that stuff, or the scarlet and, and 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 gray that they got going on. But when they play other teams that recruit at their level, I see the flaws in Ryan Day, and I don't, I don't, I'm not. A, I'm selling Ryan Day. Who has more pressure as a head coach in this game, Franklin, Whew. 
Dace got a lot of pressure after having been blown out by Michigan two years in a row yeah. to win this game. Well, and that's <laughs> a, that's my whole point. Yeah. It's like if you're Ohio State, I mean, because I've been in a situation, you know which games you've identified, you know which games you're doing extra work on in the offseason, even spring ball. But here's Penn State. It's like, okay, rivalry where on their schedule? You know, um, big game. Obviously, Michigan is going to be a big game at that point. But if we get through Ohio State, then that Michigan game, I believe it's at home too, right? Yeah, they're at home. Mm -hmm. So everything gets bigger and bigger for a team that's on the rise. And that's why I think they get up for this one. Yeah, I think I think Franklin in this particular spot, I think Franklin has more pressure. Day's pressure comes when they play Michigan. Right. Like right, he can't right. have another bad game against mm-hmm. Michigan. Otherwise, I think the boosters at Ohio State are going to be looking for somebody else. Was that uh, a bad game against Notre Dame? Or? I think it was. Okay. I think Notre Dame lost the game more right. so than Ohio State right. won it. Right. And that's what I mean with Ryan Day's. Like his. I mean, like we saw the, the the ten players on the field and all that stuff. Like Notre Dame absolutely bungled the end of that game. Ohio State just happened to walk through. And yeah, you credit them for taking advantage of the opportunity. But the Buckeyes did not seem like they were good in that game. Like Notre Dame was the better team for fifty nine minutes and thirty seconds, and then the thirty seconds happened to where they lost the game. We'll see what happens, though. Good luck to anyone out there that bet the Buckeyes. Uh, I don't see it. I, but I couldn't bet Penn State because I also see James Franklin in these big games as well. Uh, let's go to Tuscaloosa, though. Tennessee, Bama. I know that you like Bama in this spot. Uh, there's some agreement here. We're up to nine and nine and a half in some spots right now. Total 47 and a half. Yeah, I like under. Uh, that was a real grinding game with Texas A&M. Tennessee can rush the passer. I think they can get to Milrow. Um, and their offense is so different from from last year with hooker yeah right how fast they played how they moved the ball they just haven't done it so far here this year so i i think alabama wins this game but i think this game is a 23 13 that kind of a game 24 14 24 10 kind of game that stays under this this 48 yeah and you know we had zach on earlier and then he talked about um because it was at nine now it's at eight and a half right and then mm-hmm. so um you know, looking at this game, wanting to bet it because uh, I again, Alabama in the month of October outside the top 10. I don't know when's the last time that's happened, but um, Tennessee, it, their offense is different. Uh, you know, the, the players that they had executing this offense is now graduated to the National Football League. And uh, and so it just hasn't looked the same. But then uh, Alabama hasn't looked the same. I think the mystique is off them, too, you know, and. Um, I, I don't know. Defensively, maybe you can rely on them uh, in this game. Um, I don't know if I want to lay eight and a half, though, uh, for Bama. What about this interesting Pac-12 game? We haven't talked about it, and I don't know if nationally it's getting a whole lot of attention, but Washington State, Oregon. To me, this feels like a weird spot here for the Ducks coming off of the crushing loss against Washington. Now you have Utah on deck. Like, I in a shootout game, like I know that Washington State's kind of come back down to earth here, but I think this is a game where Cam Ward can really remind people of how good he is, and this Washington State offense might find some success. Boy, it's two weeks in a row they did nothing. They, did, they were two bad. Two weeks in a row. How good is Arizona? I'm looking they at this Arizona good. team <laughs> they might with be the backup good. quarterback. Yeah. It's been sensational. Yeah. They should have beaten USC in the Coliseum, and they just trounced them on the Palouse last week. They gave Washington problems, too. It, th- yes, they did. I mean, this is, a, this is an interesting – this fish, I think this Jed Fish is a very good coach. They had nothing when he got there. And, you know, and they took Mississippi State in Starkville to overtime yeah. earlier yeah. in the year, too. Anyhow, I'm not laying 20 off a, a deflating no. loss like that, but this is a really good – I was really impressed with Oregon. 
they lost the game. Yeah. I have a higher opinion of Oregon after having lost the game than I did before it. Yeah. Bodacious. <laughs> I feel bad for you because they should have won that game. Yeah, they should. Lanning, what's he doing? He made three horrible decisions. The end of the first half. Why four yard line do you think you can? And then at six seconds, okay, run a quick fade. Mm. Then you can still kick the field goal. They rolled him 30 yards. <laughs> there were nine defensive backs that looked like for Washington on the The whole end zone was Husky standing. They had no <laughs> shot on that. That was horrible. Then why don't you take the three when you're down to make it a one score game? And then I just didn't like the play calling at the end. Third and two, di- yeah. dive into the middle of the line. Third and two is a spot where you could. Third and two is a spot where you could have you could have rolled him out, had a run pass option. Mm-hmm. Then you're stuck. I don't hate the decision to go on fourth down. I hated the third down play call. I was convinced they were running the last seven minutes off the game. Yeah. Everything was looking that I way. Thought, I yep. thought I wasn't good. Yep. <laughs> I thought I wasn't good. And then I wasn't. And then they lost. <laughs> I, I just want to hit on this one real quickly. Duke at Florida State. A two touchdown, more than a two touchdown. You know, Mike Elko's never lost a game by double digits at Duke. I know it's wow. that year two. They've okay. been, I think seven is the, the largest margin of loss. They played, they had the lead on Notre Dame. They played everybody close. I almost think you have to take the points in that spot. I know everybody's really high on Florida mm-hmm. State. That's another team, though, that doesn't really play a whole 60 minutes at, at mm-hmm. throttle. And, and he doesn't, though. He is, uh, Norval has taken this team, and if you notice, Pritch, their star players only get 30, 35 snaps a game. He's like keeping this team fresh for the for for the big games down the stretch, although this is a, is a huge one. Yeah, I, I, I'm when I watch Florida State offensively, it doesn't like wow you, yeah. but they're just they, they feel like they have a lot of talent. The defense is starting to kind of fix it's, some things as well. It's Mitch Moss asked this question. Does an undefeated ACC champ North Carolina get in over a one loss SEC champ Alabama? Oh, Against Bama, no, no. Nope. Bama champ? goes. Bama would go Bama before goes. an SEC champ. Yeah, uh, with a loss. Yeah, with a loss Bama to Texas yeah. over an undefeated ACC champ. Bama goes. You think so, huh? Yep, but without hesitation. Really? Mm-hmm. I, I, I think. Does a one-loss Oregon team go before an undefeated North Carolina? No, team? no, no. <laughs> it's it's levels to it. I want to do something. There is levels. We need, yeah. to get, we need to get a bet a week. The three of us. Yeah. Put, so we each put in a thousand. And we'll make a bet a week between 500 and 2,000, and, and we come up with a consensus bet. Right? I'm down. Okay. We'll play Pritch's 1,000 first. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you guys next week. <laughs>
Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.